Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, everybody. Sam here with a quick little announcement, and that is that I am doing my solo show Club Comic in both New York and L.A. coming up. And I would love to see you there. The New York one is on April 28th at Littlefield in Brooklyn. And the LA one is on May 10th at Dynasty Typewriter. That's right. It's like a tour. If a tour were just two cities. And <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm so excited. The show is like a multimedia sort of extravaganza videos, songs, uh, stand up. Uh, George is opening for the Brooklyn one and somebody, I'm going to get somebody incredible to open for that LA one, I swear to God. So I hope to see you there. Get tickets. Um, and yeah, enjoy the episode. Okay, bye. Podcast starts now. Hello, listeners of Stradio Lab. You are coming into a heated discussion right off the bat. Our guest has prompted us to <laughs> battle each other right off. I the, actually this, cannot believe the this. intro because this is and I, I said I said something. We were sort of having a conversation, and then Sam, you go. You know, this is the thing. This is always the thing with George. And I'm like, no good sentence. No, no good sentiment is going to come out of a sentence that starts with this is always the thing with George. Well, okay. So my accusation, the claims that I am claiming are. You're right, too. That George, we could be recording at Saturday at 11 a.m. And George would be like, this is a bad time to record. We could be recording on a Tuesday at 3 p.m. And George would be like, this is just like a, an intrinsically bad time to record. We could be recording Thursday at 7 p.m. And George is like, well. This would never work. Of course, we're not going to be able to do it at 7 p.m. And I, my theory is there is no uh, good time to record. Well, here's what I'll say, though, about you is you <laughs> value your week and morning so much that it's like anything before 1 p.m. is too early. Am I wrong? Well, yeah, but that's I guess that's more normal than <laughs> sure. That's consistency. Whereas yours. But but in my defense, I have said in the past that the best time to record is... Unless I'm hungover 
a weekend brunch time because then I can just pretend I'm at brunch. Ugh, but but then it's like you have to wake up and like think about what you're going to like. You have to like right. write stuff okay, down. Okay, so what's you your ideal open, time? Like I actually like right now is kind of perf for me. Okay, like, interesting. For the listeners, <laughs> it is Friday at 4.30. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it works so much better because you're like, I like a weekday because it's like, you know, it's like this is like a we are like doing work like we mm-hmm. have to have our laptop open we have to be like focusing sure. we have to be in our homes or in a studio um yeah. anytime you are required to be somewhere at a certain time that counts as work for me by the way um 100 <laughs> honestly one of the biggest this is one of the biggest um for, i would say like turning points in terms of self-empowerment for me was choosing to refer to comedy as work being like i have work and and referring to a show or referring to like a a podcast or referring to like literally me working on like my (laughs) script that's never going to be produced like truly just like essentially a hobby yeah and just being like oh yeah this is this is work and i do think it's one of those things like if you say it if you look at yourself in the mirror and you say it then you will start believing it and you're like oh yes even you know when you are at your at your day job at the factory and you are harboring dreams of but one day being a famous improviser <laughs> if you say it's work when you're going to that UCB show then it's going to start feeling like work you know what the comedian and general performer writer multi-hyphenate industry needs mm. is a little like we need like a doctor or like a professor <laughs> like we need like a little uh, what is what is that called uh, <laughs> like um Wait, like are you saying we need a degree? No, like a, we, oh, like oh, we literally I need like see, a I, I am like, like Esquire. Yeah, yeah. I think that yeah. would like add the proper weight to because it's like we <laughs> it doesn't need to be acknowledged that we are spending time on something and it's right. very specific. But at the mm-hmm. same time, right now it's embarrassing to say because it's like, well, I'm just a guy and I'm just uh-huh. a podcaster. And I don't want to yeah, say like I'm a comedian slash podcaster slash writing. No, I would rather that die. are yeah. never gonna get made. Um First of all, you have to just say, I'm a writer. And then, and then of course people are like, what are you? And you're like, no, 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 no. This isn't a therapy session. (laughs) Like take it or leave it. I am a writer. I actually think one of the funnier things is like, how like successful can one person be without having their work ever be seen? Like how like much money can one make without ever being publicly known to be successful in literally entertainment? Because I actually think it's a lot. (laughs) Wait, you're saying without getting stuff produced? Because yeah. to me, I'm like, when I think of someone, basically my impression of everyone in Los Angeles is that they're all constantly making a ton of money doing revisions of scripts <laughs> and none of it is ever getting produced. So it's like your job is you just get like a constant stream of scripts and it's like, well, you know, um, who who is someone we don't care about that I don't want to impress? Um... Chris Kattan. Chris Kattan. Thank you. Chris Kattan has a new comedy and all the women are underwritten. So like the, the the script comes to this person and she's like, okay, let's see here. You should add like, you should add something that's like, nevertheless, she persisted. And then she gets paid $5 billion. And then she's like, all right, well, on to the next. That movie obviously never gets made because it's starring Chris Kattan. And then, you know, it's the next morning. She's like, okay, great. What's on the docket for today? And someone sends her a script and they're like, you know, Refinery29 is doing a promo campaign for Skims, but unfortunately, 
all the words are slurs. Can you edit it so that it's not offensive? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. I have years of experience doing this. She does that, another $5 billion. And the next thing you know, her kid is at Harvard Westlake. Wow. I mean, that sounds like a dream career, to be honest. Same. Literally, how do I... Wait, this is my biggest question in the entertainment industry. How do I get paid to do, quote unquote, punch-ups? Because I'm available. (laughs) I think that's how you do it. I think now everyone knows. Everyone just... Everyone thought you were super busy because, you know, we talk so much on this podcast about how busy we are. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I want to go back and say, you know, to Chris Kattan, I'm sorry. You know, you raised me and I'm not going to pretend that like Night at the Roxbury wasn't monumental in my life. And in fact, um, and even when you were the little monkey on SNL that would spit the apple and be horny, I thought that was genius. Um, And yeah, maybe you're not cut out for like actual film and TV. And that's okay. Like you are valid and you have put in really good work. Yeah, and by the way, if your co-star, our boss, uh, Will Ferrell, hears any of this, we're joking. (laughs) And in fact, let's take all of that. I literally am. It's just now occurring to me, Night at the Roxbury, the other performer is in fact Will Ferrell. (laughs) I mean, I I think we can keep it in because I'm going to literally say, I love that movie. I love that. I love that movie. And, And in fact, I love... Like, there are very few pe- uh, men of that generation that I would actually look back on and be like, ugh, they were overrated. In fact, they were all geniuses. Yeah. I mean, and Chris Kattan, it doesn't, Chris Kattan has had a a flop career. It's okay to say that. <laughs> I cannot believe this. We They are pulling the plug as we speak. <laughs> they are literally taking our content off of the feed. <laughs> oh, my God. But so have we. Like, we no, are flop true. careers, too. We that's, are that's flops, beautiful. proudly. But actually, this brings me to my next thing that I sort of wanted to see if you agreed with me. And I was going to text you about this off air, but now that we're here, there's no going back. Here's my question for you. Uh-oh. Today is March 17th. This is probably going to come out in April. Do you think that we should start campaigning to get literally any pride campaign? <laughs> Yeah, a hundred percent. I think I want to say, unless it is something that directly contributes to the military industrial complex, I'm open to it. Yeah. I want to make it very clear that we are open. We are available. (laughs) Our rates are manageable, honestly, for a small to medium sized business. (laughs) And we will say anything you tell us. We have a podcast that has a medium reach (laughs) and we will, we are not afraid to use it for pride (laughs) advertising. I also want to say, like, like George and I both got into comedy, of course, for the photo shoots. And, um, like, I think, like, you could make our dreams come true tomorrow if you emailed us saying, like, hey, like, guess what? Like, you, you booked the big campaign and, like, you're going to shoot. Like, that we would cry. And actually, we would be able to quit and we could retire to um, a life of advertising. <laughs> I would love to be a professional spokesperson and nothing else. <laughs> Yeah. How do I get, how can I be Eva Longoria? Does she even spokesperson anymore? Her job is just being Eva Longoria. (laughs) I mean, that's a hard job. Can you imagine? I agree. I couldn't do it. Can you imagine? I could never look that good. No, all the time. No matter how much surgery I had, I could never look as good as Eva Longoria. And that's (laughs) sort of, I mean, it's unfortunate because I am actually much younger than her, but she will, I will never look, I will never look as good as her. Yeah. And that's just uh, goes to show that um, age is just a number. 
Um, what yeah. really matters is, are you Eva Longoria or aren't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there can only be one per generation. <laughs> yeah, look to your left, look to your right. None of you are Eva Longoria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, oh, take me God. back to like, take me back to the pilot of Desperate Housewives. There, there has never been more hope in the country and in, and globally than when Desperate Housewives premiered. That was like, literally people were like, in the streets, like holding hands and yes. like honking their horns, <laughs> yeah. they, they were, I, it was, the, was so happy. <laughs> it was the only time in my life I've ever felt patriotic. I was like, "Yes, I'm from the same country as Mark Cherry, the creator of Desperate Housewives." I mean, I was like, I was like, "Network TV is going to live forever." I was like, "Women are president." They actually, the fact that the Desperate yeah. Housewives was so popular that they had more power than literally the president at the time. Desperate Housewives premiering was more impactful than any of the seven times Hillary Clinton ran for president. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> wow. Also, all the all the various um, promo campaigns they did, somehow they always had like a $17 billion budget. Do you remember what I'm talking about? It's like every commercial for Desperate Housewives was like a full-on, like professionally done perfume advertisement directed by Steven Spielberg. It was insane. The budgets were out of this world. And they were on the cover of Vanity Fair every single month for two years <laughs> and in different poses. And the worst part is none of us were satiated. We said, we want more. We said, put <laughs> no. them on more covers. <laughs> we want more. We want, give me. Yeah. We, more covers and always a sort of like ham fisted symbolism. They got to be holding an apple. The they apple. have to be like one, you know, one facing one way, one facing the other way. They have to be wearing a dress that turns into blood. Come mm. on. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, you know, George, I know you hate when I say this, but we're being gay guys. We're being gay guys. Yeah. You know, we started this and we were sort of talking about, you know, Chris Kattan and it didn't necessarily feel like we were being gay guys. Um, yeah. But now, <laughs> baby, we're back. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Um, um, okay. We have to bring in our guests. I do have more things to say, but well, I would ultimately, so. nothing I have to say will not won't be accentuated by the talents of our guest. I'm actually so excited for our guest because in talking to her for like literally one minute before we started recording, there was instant controversy. And I was like, wow, this is going <laughs> yeah. to be juicy, oozy, oozy. <laughs> she did her research and she knows that the best way to be a good guest is to throw a wrench, sort of like pit us against one another. <laughs> so without further ado... Please give a warm hootie hoo to our friend Millie Tamaras. Hootie hoo! So Millie, <clears throat> oh my God, I yeah. have so many thoughts. Please first of all, begin of now. <laughs> begin now. Yeah, let me know. Let me know because I know you. So, do you have a question for me, or do you want me to just start? I, want you no, to start. I would love for you to just start. In fact, the fact that like I know for a fact <laughs> that if we just leave you to it, you will speak makes me so happy because that's not always the case and honestly well, talk about a friday afternoon i know i keep interrupting you even though i'm pretending i want to let you speak <laughs> but talk about a friday afternoon ish it's like friday afternoon to record with someone who isn't ready to speak is hell no, hell no so without further ado, you know please what? take it away i'm gonna shut up heaven on earth first of all you said that comedians need a jurist doctorate mm. i see what you're saying and i want like i do on one end i do understand that we 
because I'm a comedian. Thanks for reading my bio. Um, I'm a comedian. I'm a writer. I'm a podcaster. But I feel like people think it's just a fucking clown show. I get on stage. It's not a set that I've rehearsed. Sure. It's not hours and hours of me embarrassing myself doing self-tapes. It's not hours and hours of my manager being like, please cut 10 pages out of your pilot. And I'm like, but every line of dialogue is so important. Um, so I get why we need a title. But on the other side of me, the more cynical side is saying, well, comedy is one of the biggest pyramid schemes in the game, baby. It's and that, and one. we're talking about, we're talking about pyramid schemes for straight people. Mm. Let's talk about improv, okay? And all the last thing we need is a title that that's out there. First of all, academia in general, pyramid scheme. You need a degree to get another degree to tell people to get a degree. First of all, pyramid scheme. That's Herbalife, baby. Second of all, <laughs> no, one hundred percent. Harvard found in the ditch. No, truly, Harvard. It's like... First of all, Harvard build on slaves. So whatever. <laughs> Second of all, pyramid scheme. <laughs> and then you get to the top, Where... and you're like, wait, so I have a PhD and two postdocs and i'm literally a, a professor can i get can that be full-time they're like no no what you're an adjunct bitch the movie adjunct first of all you 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 work you work at burger king they're not going to ask you to defend shit <laughs> then you got to defend your thesis you've been writing for 10 years fuck that pyramid scheme anyway because it's like what happens if someone's like offense then you have to start over no thanks i cannot believe uh, that <laughs> okay, wait. So UCB the, Academia. Academia. Oh, what else is a pyramid scheme? Yeah. <laughs> Everything's else in the pyramid scheme. Yoga. Yoga. The, the, the teaching. The, the 100 hours of teaching. Pyramid scheme. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what else is a pyramid scheme? Just like the general concept of Malcolm Gladwell saying we need 10,000 hours. Is that what you were saying before? Me? No. Yeah. I don't acknowledge You know how Malcolm like his Gladwell. whole thing is like <laughs> to do, to, yeah, be yeah, an, yeah, to be good at anything, you have to do it for 10,000 hours? Yeah, I've which I kind of get. I mean, okay, so my friend is a professional makeup artist, and she told me that LL Cool J gave her life advice, which was, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> overnight sensations are 10 years in the making. Right. So to me, that's a more apt thing to what Malcolm Gladwell saying. But basically, it's just like, uh, which I think, uh, you know, in the age of TikTok and social media, a lot of people be getting it twisted, but you can't be the teacher without going to school, but is school a pyramid scheme? Probably, mm -hmm. but, <laughs> but no, it's just it's like, true. you got to put in hours, you got to put in work. You can't just show up somewhere and be the boss. Yeah. But then if they exploit you and take your money the whole time you're trying to be the boss, it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> so right. if education was free, then it wouldn't be a pyramid scheme. Well, yeah, because K through 12, not a pyramid scheme, right? True. Not a but pyramid scheme that was... intentionally, but is it a pyramid <laughs> scheme in practice? Where well, is it all Well, ask going? charter schools. Yeah. Charter schools. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Charter schools are pyramid schemes for sure, period, point blank. You know, UCB is sort of a charter school for adults. Um. I would. Uh, it's hard to say what's more sinister. Yeah. <laughs> both displace, both displace young black people in equal amounts. So <laughs> well, I mean, you know, so. UCB is lucky it shut down before they made the documentary about it because it was not going to be flattering. No. No, it's know. open again, and people are taking classes, and all the classes have sold out. You think I'm joking? Look it up. Oh well, then in that um, case, I think they're a great organization. I would love for them to book me in their <laughs> <Mark Ray> show. <laughs> 
Oh, you don't even. Yeah, you don't even see all your. Uh, my favorite game is to see all the people that said all this shit about UCB now in you in um performing in the LA location like ain't nothing wrong oh, and nothing happening. I love that. I you love know that. I'll be there as soon as I book those plane tickets. <laughs> well, no. girl, let me tell you something. I'm gonna post that Instagram story. And be like, hey, put me in a spot. And if I, there's a spot at UCB LA, I'm not gonna say no. no what no, am no, I, no, the no, pope? No, no. Um. Okay. Second point. Second point. Because I wow. got a bunch of points. Please. Okay. I know you were like, how much, how much shit can you do without anyone ever being able to see it? Two words popped in my head. Mm. Malia Obama. Malia Obama's right. written on every goddamn show. What, what has she, you know what I'm saying? But, there, but okay, you know here's what a question saying? for you. So are you saying, cause those shows have come out. I mean, she wrote on Atlanta, like that's out. Is your, are you saying just that like her name doesn't, it's not like a written by yeah. credit? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, she don't got any credits, but she's suddenly on every show. Donald mm. Glover loves, Donald Glover thinks like, oh, Malia Obama is the great, because she's writing in his new show too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Swarm. Donald you know what Glover, I heard? Someone was, like, <laughs> someone was like, I have, I have great gossip. They're like. I have great gossip. And I was like, what is it? They're like, Malia Obama is really great in the room. What? <laughs> like, that's not gossip. Not that's horrible okay. gossip. That's not gossip. Okay, that's go okay, okay, listen to this. One time my friend was like, Girl, I got gossip. I got tea. I got tea. I got tea. And then I was like, Yeah, okay, tell me. And she was like, Oh, I was talking to this guy and he hit on me. No. Um, and then I'm like, that's not tea. <laughs> that is not tea. And then I was retelling this story one time to my friends when I was high on the D train at 2 p.m. on a Sunday talking about timing. And I was like, that's not tea. You know, and then then this guy, white guy, of course, but I, you know, and just in case, white guy comes up and he's like, hey, can you keep it down? And I was no. like, no. <laughs> on the train? I literally was like, on the train. On the train. Whoa. Uptown to, you know, in the city. He's like, hey, can you quiet down? And I'm like, no. And he's like, no, but I'm asking nicely. And then I'm like, no, I don't give a fuck. And then, and then we start yelling, we start going back and forth. And there's an old man on the train dying laughing. And he's like, no, 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 but I'm asking nicely. Like, can you please be quiet? And I'm like, and I'm telling you, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to be quiet. Right. And then he's like, blah, blah, blah. And then finally his friend interjects because he's going back and forth with us. And my friend's like, she's not going to be quiet. So just let it go. And his friend's like, we're sorry. Guys, they got off in the next stop, which was 34th Street, Herald Square, with big-ass suitcases. Then I noticed the capri pants. These motherfuckers were European. <laughs> They're not even American. Wait, did, and they, not whatever, an whatever. did they not have an accent when they Well, and then, and then I know, then after, when they talked to me, I was like, oh my God, this motherfucker's from Stockholm. I'm, you know, I'm being, oh, I'm assuming, yeah. but I'm like, I do not go to fucking Stockholm and regulate on train etiquette. Yeah. Don't, and I'm also like, baby, you're going on the Uptown D telling people to be quiet. Me telling you to shut the fuck up back is the nicest thing that will happen to you. Totally. <laughs> Play with well, it. Well, you know, in a place you like could get Stockholm, knifed. that's what in I'm a place saying. like Stockholm, it's like they have, you know, they have all the, you know, they have great health care. They're happy, blah, blah. But the one thing that's literally illegal is raising your voice. Well, and that's why I ain't, I ain't there. Everyone's all like, oh, people are happy, this and that. They're not happy. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, whatever. No. So right. this ain't Stockholm. Get, you know, with your capri pants and your big ass suitcase. Don't tell me to be quiet because <laughs> I think you guys get it that what's not tea? That someone's great in the room, that's not tea, and someone hit on you, that's not tea. Unless it's like someone scandalous. I but know. if it's like, recently, oh, that guy. Yeah, mm -hmm. I recently heard, you know, 
it's funny now that I think a big part of it is the internet. And I think a big part of it is like, because we're all in this like very extended, extended universe of like, everyone knows someone who knows someone who knows someone who like worked with someone famous or something. Not MCU. Okay. I keep, (laughs) I keep like hearing gossip about truly like a list. I mean, we'll bleep out her name, but I heard someone, a friend of a friend hooked up with someone who she then found out was husband that is cheating on her. Oh girl, no, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. But you know, they could have an arrangement. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. That's true. Actually, I was being poly negative. You're right. You're right, Millie. They could have an arrangement. No, they couldn't, but you know what? I get it. But yeah, that's fucked. But that's someone, see, that's someone I don't want to hear gossip about. That's yeah. oversteeped. That's <laughs> oversteeped. That's, that's too tea. much caffeine for tea. Yeah. You you yeah. you didn't take the timer went off and you were neglecting it. <laughs> that's that kind of tea. You know, I'm Millie, sorry. this you're sort of pointing to an interesting distinction to bring it back to the topic of our podcast between like straight gossip and gay gossip. It's like so mm-hmm. actually for a straight person that could count as gossip that someone hit on her. And I don't want to project a, a sexuality onto your friend, whoever it is. But I do think that uh, in general, in uh, in the LGBTQ plus community, we have much higher standards for what counts as gossip. Would you agree? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, because okay, okay. First of all, this is my thing, right? A normal somebody hitting on a normal somebody Mm -hmm. is not gossip to me because as a woman, people hit on you all the time. Like it's not news. You got men, straight men are fucking horny. Like they're gonna um in Dominican Republic, they call guys like that um escoba con falda, which means if a broom wore a skirt, he would try to talk to it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's yeah. not tea because that happens all the time. Right. Meanwhile, on the flip side, in my experience, which I don't know, I don't know what you guys know about me. I'm unfortunately straight. Um, I, but I'm queer in the sense that 2000, the Lady Gaga 2009 VMA performance <laughs> does. I, I that has an emotional effect on yeah. me and I do recognize it. And also, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I was president of my Gay Straight Alliance in high school. Wow. In my high school, the vice president was always straight. The president was gay. But our president got sent to Cuban conversion camp. Yes, I did grow up in Florida. Oh. So Cuban gay conversion camp. Guess what? He lives with his four Frenchies and his twin husband twin, and they just had fucking two surrogate daughters. So oh, he's doing great. well, good for them. Meanwhile, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time I tell that story, someone's like, oh my God. It's like, he's doing great. Wait, I'm the one podcasting. So, I just wanna, first of all, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> podcast is incredible. First yeah, of all, yeah. no, yes, yes, yes. No, all, your podcast is great. It's oh, no, more for sure, for sure, for sure. Children and a husband, just to be clear. People sure, 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 sure. You know, we've only had a select amount of guests, but every Everyone can have a husband. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. No, you're right. You're and right. I guess my fault. So question. can just like uh, bleep, you know, yeah, a husband like bleep, just people. like bleep. If bleep can have a husband, so so well, wait, did he? You? Yeah. Well, did did you uh, rise to the level of president because the president got sent yes. to conversion therapy? That yes. Is, that is so yes. funny. That's really. I funny. know. I know. So this is what I'm saying. You're so like, I've been in fault. community. Like, yeah. Yes, I've been in community with the gays for a long time. Yeah. And what I'll say is what counts as not gay gossip is that I have a, a really close friend. And basically after high school, this is very, 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 very 
what at Miami, but there's this website called Miami Boys, mm. which was like a gay porn website slash gay for pay. Mm-hmm. And that's how we would find out like guys wouldn't come out. My mostly like black and Latino high school, which honestly, first time I ever saw anything that represented my high school was the movie Moonlight. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> this contextualized a lot of interactions. I'm like, why are these two guys fighting so hard? Like, what happened? And now I'm like, wow, they were gay. Anyway, so. <laughs> wow, they were gay. <laughs> wow. I'm like, why is Mark so mad? Um, it's like, no, well, now we know. Um, no, but there's like, there were a lot of guys in my high school that were football, play, whatever. And then they'd be mm-hmm. on Miami Boys sucking some guy off. So that, or, or. Uh-huh. They'll be on Miami Boys, or there was this one place in downtown Miami called Discoteca with two Ks, and it was a big ass gay nightclub with three rooms, like the techno room, the hip hop room, and the Spanish room, which played like Latin music. So I would go there all the time because it was one of the um, bars that you could go when you're 18 and over. And um, we would see guys from our high school there, <laughs> you know, like straight guys. Wow, point made. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's something you're, you're pointing like- to a really beautiful era when like in early college when slowly people become gay when it's like becomes like <laughs> that is like that is the two year period where like oops that guy's gay oh did you hear that guy's gay oh my and it's like a rapid fire of like everyone mm. becoming gay and it feels like it there's a moment where it feels like every single person you went to high school with is gonna be gay now um, but really it's just like five guys um, well and I wonder if. Yeah, and I you're saying the era, but I'm also like, I wonder if that happens now today, or if right. like social media and grinder has like changed things so that people, I, you know, I I wonder, or if that's just like always just like that period of time where you know people become more comfortable with their sexuality and they're always gonna come out at the time, or now that there's social media, people see themselves more. You know, you know who knows. Yeah, we Representation gotta get a nineteen-year-old on. Yeah, pick their I, brain. Yeah, we do need to have a nineteen-year-old. on. I would sort of imagine that now. I guess I don't know. Much like everything, I think it's just so splintered that everyone just has a radically different experience. I think like there are people that are literally coming out like out of the womb, like voguing. And then Mm -hmm. there are people that grow up in like super reactionary environments where if anything, it could be like even worse than it was. And then, you know, like, Mm. I don't know, because they're America so divided. Alaska Daily. Do you guys watch Alaska Daily? That's a good show. I do not. But I have (laughs) seen clips. I've never even heard of this. It's it's um, Hillary Swank playing a local reporter. Right. Yeah. She gets canceled. She works for a New York Times. Whatever. She gets canceled by another female employee. So that's why she goes to Alaska. So she goes to Alaska because they hire her in her local paper and it's all like both sides are bad. Cancel culture. objectivity, so it's, like it's tar, but instead of music, it's reporting. And instead of the Philippines, it's Alaska. Um, I feel like tar, <laughs> like tar, um, tar is actually evil. Whereas like Hillary Swank, like there you're rooting for her oh, and she doesn't like oh. sleep with young women. Oh. She so just she was is wrongfully canceled. Like, yeah, like Tar is. Yeah, almost, it's like an. Yeah, uh, I see. I see. She's a, an innocent victim of the of cancel cancel culture. culture. Of the yes. toxic. Because I feel like left. Tar. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like Tar um, is making a point of like. It's not pro cancel culture, but it's not anti. Yeah, I think it's like. But, uh, yeah, you're meant you're meant to see her as a sort a of monster. Yeah. Um, but I feel like 
Alaska Daily is like, guys, we need to turn down the temperature in the room. We're all Americans. Yeah. Uh, which is like, the left is bad. The right is bad. Everyone's too, like, everyone can't, you know. And this one, this one, like, diner is like, everything's getting so political. So, spoiler alert, this one, like, woman that owns a diner, like, she used to, like, enjoy having people for her famous pancakes. But, like, now everything's <laughs> so politicized that, like, she can't handle it anymore. So, she just, she says she's closing and then she just lights it on fire. Because <laughs> Because, like, <laughs> everyone's just so angry in America. Damn. That actually makes um, me be like, we need to be having more fun with our TV shows. Like, Republican I, yeah. TV shows are really taking big swings. And <laughs> it's, I wouldn't even say it's a Republican show because there are people of color who aren't even on it. Like, Blue Bloods is a Republican TV show because every single person of color, like, every, it's Blue Bloods is like law and order, but if every time there's a black criminal, they're like, wow, we should have profiled him. <laughs> 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 and then um, Alaska Daily has like nice people of color, so I don't think that it's a Wait, Republican. What's that one called Blue Bloods? You never heard of Blue Bloods? So Blue Bloods is like they'll be like you know they they'll, they won't suspect the black person, but then the black person will end up being guilty, and they're and they're like. I knew that unconscious well, bias training was wrong. Exactly, <laughs> our it's men so, are getting weak. It, 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 to, and you know how you know, uh, starring Donnie Wahlberg. So oh, there you yeah, go. That's yeah, tough. That's, that's tough. Yeah. 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 But I know many people. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that were on Blue Bloods and you get a check. You know what I'm saying? But it is okay. <laughs> Wait, did you say you're sorry. on Blue Bloods? <laughs> no, I know people oh. on Blue Bloods that have got guests because they're yeah, one well, of the shows that shoot in New York. You're oh. close with Donnie Wahlberg, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So actually, his brother might have thrown a rock at my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, he no, was, he was I actually played the Great Gay Straight Alliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he was. was the one who was no, actually played. Therapy. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah, yeah, no, Donnie, and it worked. He's so straight that now he owns a burger restaurant. <laughs> um, and no, actually, I did. I do have to disclose that I auditioned for Fat Bitch Number Two in the background of the Wahlburgers reality show. No. Wow. <laughs> no I'm kidding. Oh my god! I was like, I fully believe you. I was like, this is crazy. I was like, Hollywood is so dark. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, not two, Millie. You're number one. You're number yeah. one. <laughs> At least audition no, for yeah. number one. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure, for sure. Oh, there's no self-respect in acting. No, That's why I'm like, isn't. don't be coming for me. Because all my fucking, um, what is it, breakdowns are like, <laughs> need women with real imperfections, like gap teeth and freckles. <laughs> <laughs> oh. With real imperfections, parentheses, which are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> And you know who wrote that? That woman that I made up in the beginning who does punch-ups uh, and, yeah, and makes things yeah. more uh, woke. Oh, my God. Sorry, you were about to ask a question. I, I barely I barely remember. What you don't remember? Oh, do you wanna, oh, we can we do our first segment? Let's do our first segment, I think, because I think we okay, need to get okay. into some topics. So yeah, let's okay. do our first segment. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You explain it, George. You're so good at it. Sir, Millie, (laughs) our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we test your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid fire questions where you have to choose one thing or another thing. And the one rule is you are not allowed to ask any follow up questions about how the game works. And if you do, we will treat you with contempt. Oh, not Scarlet Letter. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, take it away. Okay, Millie. Kathy Lee Gifford, Jamie Lee Curtis, or Sarah Lee Breads? Sarah Lee? That is uh, less nepotism. (laughs) Yeah, good point. (laughs) Okay, Millie. Um, Being the class clown or sitting your ass down? You know I'm going to say Being a Class Clown because that's the name of my uh, st- one-hour show that's going to be on we love May 6th. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, I lost, though, guys. I lost Class Clown, and um, you can find out at the show, but the girl who did win um, is a super influencer on Instagram, you know and it's I'm actually really upsetting. Pattern. You keep being, sorry to say this, runner-up, first to the gay kid that went to conversion therapy, now to this yeah. woman who's an influencer. Maybe that's what yeah. drives you. I mean, that is a classic comedian backstory is like you were always almost so number close. one. So close. Yeah. Wow. Life on the D list. <laughs> <laughs> Move over, kid. 
Kathy <laughs> Griffin. Um, yeah, no, um, that is wow. You know what, guys? I was a little bummed because I was supposed to have therapy from 3 to 3.45 today. That's why I said I could meet at 4.30. But my therapist got diarrhea and canceled. So I'm. who needs therapy now? Did they tell now? you that it was because of diarrhea? No. <laughs> I always assume it's diarrhea. Oh, okay. But anyways, <laughs> um, but that really analysis, that's all I need. Yeah. Is that I'm always almost there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that is. <laughs> you would pay thousands of dollars before someone gave you that straight up. I mean, truly, I have, and yes. <laughs> My therapist is like, why did you call him back? <laughs> um, uh, let's continue uh, the segment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Millie. Coleslaw or Cole Hahn? Mm. Oh, oh my really God. Oh, <laughs> uh, coleslaw. <laughs> okay, Millie. Put, putting on the Ritz or ordering a spritz? Mm. I feel like ordering the spritz because putting on the Ritz means I feel like it's like those suggested appetizers on the back of a Ritz cracker box. I don't know what that means. So I'm right. going to say putting ordering a spritz. I love that. Okay, Millie. It's There's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard or who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Genius. <laughs> 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 Who lives in a pineapple over the sea? Which you know, again, uh, is probably the queer answer. <laughs> True. True. I mean, not to be cliche, but it really is. I'm sure this is well trodden material, but everything about SpongeBob is written by a gay man in the middle of doing poppers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like literally, what and are you know, talking about? It is why a gay is fantasia. There a SpongeBob why is, is a gay there fantasia. a squirrel wearing a, a, an astronaut's outfit that like? also lives in another like air igloo well you know what and you know why you can tell it's written by a gay man it's because gays love capitalism and they love working yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, they, but they also love loud architecture and that's why he lives in a pineapple under the sea Exactly. Exactly. Uh, honestly, that's the movie Birdcage, really. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, Birdcage is a sort of live action adaptation of SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. Okay, Millie. Um, next question Reading the Financial Times or being guilty of financial crimes? Ooh. Oh my God! Being guilty of financial crimes. You got it. I will oh one day. One day I'll tell you the story about how I matched with Martin Screlly on OKCupid. Okay <laughs> Whoa! Oh my God! And I said, "Is this real?" And he said, "Yes?" Question mark. Did you guys meet I, up? No. <laughs> I don't even want to know how much. Seventy percent. Yes, unfortunately. Oh. I, I, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sure I'm, it's I, a lot. I apologize for using that that term, but he must have been having so much sex in his heyday probably yeah um but i, I thought you said i said 70 percent because that's the percent match we were on okay wow <laughs> that is crazy dark right dark Very. Um, anyway okay millie an american girl doll or american boy song oh by estelle by estelle estelle Estelle, yeah, obviously Estelle. <laughs> okay, wow, Kanye apologist, Millie Tamari. Um, honestly, you don't even want to know how, how it took. You know, 
took a while for me to jump off the Kanye. Yeah, yeah I had to go to conversion that. therapy for that. Yeah, for I that. wish honestly sent me to conversion therapy for that. Because guess what? Sometimes I look at those Yeezy Gap clothes and I'm like, I would look great in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the like blue puffer one, it's not even the cl- honestly. Sometimes I go on private mode and I listen to flashing lights. Sue me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Millie, last question. Buying an antique, opening a boutique, or identifying as a geek? <laughs> My God. They all sound like a lot of work. Um, yeah. They're all like labor intensive. Um, I guess I would say, Jesus. Buying an antique, this seems like the laziest one of the. Because a geek is like, now you got to watch everything. I will say, one of my favorite tweets in the world ever is a a tweet of Sam's that is like, my ideal job is one that I'm working 10 hours a day. I get paid $1,000 an hour and I'm on my phone the whole time. (laughs) Something like that, right? I'm summarizing, I'm paraphrasing it poorly. You know, when you said, and I was like, wow, feel seen. I literally crossed my fingers and I said, please be mine, please be mine, please be mine. And the glee on your face when she said your name is indescribable. <laughs> well, because I was like, I was like jokingly, like I was almost going to say out loud, like, oh, I hope it's mine. And then you actually said it was. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's so funny. Do you know what you looked like? Oh you looked like sort of uh, in Requiem for a Dream where they're trying to portray addiction and they show like Ellen Burstyn and she's so happy that she has her diet pills. That was you addicted to attention when Millie said my favorite tweet was a Sam tweet. Wow. Yeah. Oh my I'm... God. Yeah. Well, Millie, I think you got 970 72 doves out, out of a thousand, thousand which is yeah. incredible work oh okay cool i think you did a great job and you know almost I, there though almost, <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> exactly yeah you're okay. oh my god millie great news you're second place yeah oh, oh great the guest yeah. we had on right cool. before was really really good oh yeah. wow wait, millie, i should kill news, them <laughs> great news we're sending him to conversion therapy and you're now number one. Oh, oh my god yeah cuban um, conversion therapy yeah cuban you know and they they'll get it they'll get it let me tell you um what was i gonna say that is why there's a reason why drop dead gorgeous the movie really stuck with me (laughs) one of my favorite films (laughs) it's a great film they're they're not making them like that anymore no they're not they're not i think there's something to being a second place person i i I, I, um, I, I consider myself a second place person. Yeah, as well. I am a hundred percent a second place person. In a way that I well, like. Well, I didn't life. identify it like that <laughs> until yeah. you guys said it. <laughs> no, no. You. That's okay. You yeah. did. You did deep inside. Yeah, you knew. Yeah, you, you just were, hadn't you didn't realized it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, but. just because your therapist had diarrhea, you haven't made that connection yet. But soon, as soon as she has her little tums and settles her stomach, uh, you will. You will come to that conclusion on your own time. Man, I hope it's diarrhea and not like, I cannot listen to this bitch's problems today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. God. Do you assume whenever anyone cancels on you that it's diarrhea or just this therapist in particular? This is fascinating. (laughs) Every time I cancel, I say it's diarrhea. Um, because then no one asks follow up questions. That's a good point. And that's point. the sure, key. That is key. Because I'm like, and then also like diarrhea is one of those things that it really sucks. Like you can't, you know what I mean? Like cold. It's like I'm feeling a cold. It's like okay, bitch, take some fucking medicine and get your ass out. But diarrhea is like, yeah, girl, stay at home. And then no one's ever. And then it's also like if they see him on Instagram later that day or the next day, they're not going to be like, oh, I thought you had a cold. We're like, oh, man, yeah, diarrhea <laughs> did suck for three hours. <laughs> OK, so this is one genius. I'm, I'm like, 
But I, I, if someone told me they had diarrhea, I'd sort of be like, yeah, like so does everyone. Like, what do you no, mean? Totally. Yeah. Like, like it's, to me, that's oh me like, God. well, I'm tired. It's like, uh huh. Like, what else? <laughs> right. Well, okay, that's you wait. have to say you... food poisoning because food poisoning is specific enough that people believe it. Yeah. Okay. But well, then again, food poisoning is such a cliche fake excuse that yeah. ultimately, here's the thing with food poisoning is. On the one hand, it's legit enough that people will accept it. On the other hand, they will never actually believe you. So you have to be okay with like getting what you want, which is not working, and also being considered a liar by your entire community. <laughs> but if you say diarrhea, they're like, God damn, she said diarrhea. Like <laughs> yeah, she no, must really be sick if you're if you're really yeah, gonna go yeah. there. Which is like if you're wanting to get what you want and you don't have any fucking shame or dignity, you'll just say diarrhea. And that's what makes me a good comedian is <laughs> yeah. that I have no self-respect and I will do that. <laughs> um, <sighs> and that's what I, you guys are earlier saying, like, what does Eva Longoria do? I know for a fact Eva Longoria is looking to direct Latino people's projects. Well... Um, and I had a, ma- my old manager would always be like, every time I'm like, oh yeah, I have this. She's like, picture to Eva Longoria. Picture to Eva Longoria. And I'm like, yeah, I think Eva Longoria wants to direct my like fat Afro Dominican, like pilot about whatever. And She's then, but now, <laughs> well, now I'm saying just like y'all are looking for a pride campaign, Warby Parker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving I'm going to say, yeah. Yeah, I, no, I, as soon as you said I'm looking for pride campaigns, I'm like, Warby Parker would be fucking remiss to not take advantage of George Severus Sam Tagger out here fucking with the glasses and the frames. But then also I'm out here saying, Eva Longoria, you want to be cool, you want to be edgy, hit me up. Because we don't have a cool Latino person that's making shit like a Eva, I mean, like a Issa Rae or a Taika or something, you know? So if Eva wants to be that, I'll let her, bitch. But okay, I know Eva listens to this. No, No, first of all, obviously she listens. Well, to (laughs) me, Eva Longoria is like one of the main people in leadership positions at the DNC. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that to me is her job. She has been at every Democratic convention for the last like forty years. (laughs) Well, I hope. I mean, I hope so because they're really fucking the Latino vote up. Wait, Uh, well. Yeah, I can't, I can't yeah. necessarily speak yeah. to that. But my question yeah. for you is... You what does Severus means? Are you Cuban or not, George? Come <laughs> out now. <laughs> well, I wasn't at first, but then I was sent to Cuban conversion therapy to become Cuban. Uh, to come... To <laughs> Guys, wow. that, one, that one guy... His proposal, his engagement video, proposal video is on YouTube, and I watched all nine minutes of it because they went skydiving and his husband with his whole family. That's how shit turned. His family sent it, and years later, he went skydiving with his boyfriend or boyfriend at the time, and then when they landed, their pugs or whatever the fuck Frenchies held up a sign that said, marry me, and all his family was there. It was insane, ridiculous, and I watched all nine minutes being like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, but good for Frankie. Good for Frankie. Good for Frankie. George, I'm surprised you said "aw." To me, <laughs> what part about that engagement? I feel like it's like how gauche. You know what I mean? Well, it is yes. gauche. <laughs> to be clear, something can be both adorable and gauche. In fact, Ooh. honey, those two go hand in hand pretty often. <laughs> honey, boo boo, child. Aw. To be clear, I was saying "aw" in a sort of like you know, I am an intellectual swirling my wine, and someone is telling me about this commoner that did an Instagram wedding celebration, <laughs> and I'm saying, "Oh, it's so cute that people can be like that." 
<laughs> okay, well, well that actually makes me feel better. Yeah. Well, I feel like you should take that out if you do want a pride campaign. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the point no. of the point of being an influencer is that you have to be relatable. You have to perform relatability, and that's where Republicans get and <laughs> Democrats don't. Is that even though they're the most unrelatable elitist motherfuckers out there, they perform relatability in a way that's so disgusting and shameful that people buy it. Well, Sam and I are so relatable. We're so relatable. Okay. Yeah, like, we're like, like, um. Say it. No, finish always, your sentence. We're always having tech issues when we're recording our podcast. Yeah, um, we like. Um, we take the train. We take the. Yeah, we like get upset when. This is like, the our most boomer shit. <laughs> this is the most boomer shit. <laughs> we're super relatable. It's yeah, crazy. what else? Okay, well, we're okay. both. We both have wives. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. We own giant homes. Um, yeah, but, but they're poorly. They're poorly. They're using like cheap materials. Oh yeah. Um, so you're yeah. not wealthy. You're comfortable, is what. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> well, we're also nouveau riche. <laughs> nouveau riche. Um, oh man. Wait, should we get into our topic? Yeah. <laughs> um, Millie, you. I first of all, you brought some incredible choices, and yeah. mm-hmm. I would kind of like for you to share what the options were, and then we'll where get into before what we get it, to the thing. Yeah. So I said, first I said, so I I talked to a friend who listened. First of all, how did I even get booked on this? I saw you guys at Parkside Lounge. (laughs) I saw you guys at Parkside Lounge. I saw you at Parkside Lounge after probably one of the straightest events ever, which was socialist speed dating. (laughs) I didn't want to bring it up without your permission. I forgot to text you Oh, you can bring it up. But you You were, in fact, attending a socialist speed dating event. After which there was a karaoke thing that I was going to, so we crossed paths as you were yes. as you were finishing up socialist speed dating, and I was going yes. into a sort of karaoke party. Wow. So yes. how was that, Millie? <laughs> it was great. Let me tell you something, okay? Half of being a single woman in New York City, a single woman anywhere, half of the struggle is figuring out if a guy's a Republican or not. Right. Mm. So to be in a space where everyone is at least <laughs> a Democrat, great. Mm-hmm. Start, we're starting good. We're starting good. Whether or not there's chemistry, whatever, but at least I know I don't have to... How, like, literally, I can play a game of, like, is this guy a Republican or not on, like, with dating apps because they will hint at it. Mm-hmm. Some of them be like, I didn't get the ja- the Fauci ouchie, and you're like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> this- or, like, you know, if they say too many things of, like, don't like drama, it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so to just be in a space, I was already open to it, but, yes, it was fun. It was great. There were some really great guys. Um, I met, like, a history professor. I met a guy who was, like, unionizing the Starbucks he works at. Like, it was really cool. So I had a lot of fun, and people were gaming. I will definitely... I don't have any shame about that. Like, I think the thing is, too, a lot of problems with like dating events is that men don't show up. It's this whole it's this whole dichotomy where it's like guys are complaining, like you can't even talk to a woman anymore. But then there's tons of singles events out there and no guys will show up to them. And then it's like all these single women that like are in a space for guys to talk to them yeah. and no one wants, it's, it's just like crazy. So, but socialists, they're there, the guys showed up. 
I mean, you know, the, the idea of a singles event, I mean, talk about straight culture and t- talk about like a true, well, a true staple of straight culture that if, if anything is is dying out because of online dating, but is so um, a part of our conception of straight culture through film and TV and through like representation yeah. <laughs> of it on TV. Um, and I wonder, like, what was that like in the age of social media to go to a old school like speed dating event i just like i honestly felt like real life tinder yeah <laughs> like wow where it's like okay everyone in this place like you know it show like you wore a thing on your badge if you were like looking for a relationship or just looking for you're not sure or if you're just looking for friends which if you fucking pay money to go do a speed dating event looking for friends get the fuck out uk <laughs> agent but whatever that was an option so people didn't feel too vulnerable but it really felt like oh like and then it was just you're talking to people and it literally felt like swiping swiping it's just like oh let's see what this guy's about like is he attractive what does he do like you can chat a little bit and you're like oh okay how long who do you have chemistry was it really like they ring a bell and then you move on no it's literally like we're all in a room and they're like okay get in groups of four we're gonna ask this question and then it's yeah so it was usually like two guys two girls or like whatever and then yeah like we would talk and i went with a friend too which is nice Mm -hmm. because then the friend gets to suss out like oh you know which does happen on social media on like Tinder stuff, you can share screenshots like, what do you think of this guy or something? But it's also like, yeah, like, and then it was just opening it up to people shit is so rigid too of like, oh, I'm only looking for the, you know, and then when someone's in your face, you're like, oh, he's actually really nice. Or like, I liked his energy or like, you can banter a little, oh, you know, whatever. And then, yeah, I liked it. Sounds fun. Um, I wish that there was like, yeah, it's like tough, you know, dating is like, Dating with intention is like fucking like looking for a job. That's the analogy that I've heard, which yeah. is like, you got to go online. You got to tell your friends. <laughs> You're looking for it. You got to try to find a person. You know, yeah, you make do different it all, versions so. of your resume and cover letter. Exactly. You know, never yeah. be complacent. Like have a fun yeah. font. <laughs> um, <laughs> the sticker thing about like looking for something serious, not sure or looking for a friend. Um, you know, I went to a gay bar that actually had something really similar to that. Was it um, hanky code? <laughs> it was, um, you could, it was like a green ri- wristband if anyone was allowed to touch you, a yellow wristband oh. if they had to ask before touching you, and a red wristband if they weren't allowed to touch you. And I was like, mm. what is going on? Um, well, but respect. <laughs> and that respect, was yeah, dating. we need the things. <laughs> and that was case speed dating. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I just wish that, yeah, it was like a cool way of like, oh, this is a, it's just a different fucking way to meet people that's not just like gamifying it. But anyway, so yeah, I don't know if you have thoughts on that before I tell you the two. No, let's go to the, let's go to the topics. I mean, one, I love that. Okay. I think it's so 90s and so um, vintage in a way. Yeah, you're being really Samantha. Love. Yeah, you're literally being Samantha. <laughs> Well, it's actually uh, Miranda the speed date. But... Oh, you're right. You're so right. I can't even believe I said that. You're you're being a Miranda, <laughs> or definitely Charlotte. Duh. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Well, how about I'm every woman, Shaka Khan, bitch. <laughs> anyway. 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 The topic. Um. Okay. So I initially wanted to. I was debating. 
um, the American flag or <laughs> as a straight topic or um, Star Wars because I recently got into Andor and then I watched every single thing of Star Wars this year like starting in January I watched every movie every TV show Whoa. fucking crazy and there's a lot there I mean I definitely we talked about it because it's like kind of like a strict binary but it's also really I feel like co-opting gay culture a lot of like found family and costumes and shit and all that but <laughs> yeah. Found you guys and costumes were... and shit. <laughs> yeah, costumes and shit. You know, That's queer true. culture. Uh, aliens are gay. You totally. know, what's yeah, up? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Carrie Fisher. It's like you're gonna put yeah. an icon in your in your movie. Pedro Pascual. <laughs> yeah, Pedro Pascual. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they got me with um. The, how I got in was like I'll watch Diego Luna in anything, and we all know, you know, the thing that made him an icon was him and his um. Kiss with Gael in Itumaba Tambien. So. I mean, that is a sexy movie. That is a hot That's hot a sexy movie. little movie. So, you know. Um, so Star Wars is one. Star Wars is one. American Flag was another that got shut down. No, I love American and now, Flag. But yeah, keep going. American Flag is so straight. Um, <laughs> but what I ended, what we ended up with was McDonald's. Yeah. So we ended up McDonald's, which spoke to both George and I a lot. Um, yeah. And I'm curious what you feel is straight about McDonald's. I just feel like there is this mass appeal that, you know, because I think people like to say like, there's still, you know, I think people, oh, everyone, you know, whatever. But it's like most people, like a lot of people are straight, you know, like. Like, right? And it's like, yeah, a lot of people are straight still, you know? And it's like, you know, it's like, uh, like billions of people are buying these burgers a year. No one's out, no one's out saying they are, but they are. People are eating these fucking burgers. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's like, it's like we think that being straight is outdated or something, but in fact, there are straight people everywhere. In the same way, we think everyone's having kale salads. No, 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 no. McDonald's is more successful than ever. More McDonald's is more successful than ever. And there is something about, so it's like this mass appeal where like everyone's eating it, no one's, you know, whatever. And then also like, there's just the pridefulness of being so straight and obnoxious. Uh, the, the red and yellow, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it is Like the, the capitalism, all of that, you know, there that is the, that is like the McDonald's ethos. It's like, is it the best? No, right? You go to a steakhouse, get a $30 burger. That's like high quality meat, whatever. Mm -hmm. Is it the most burger sold in the world? Absolutely. <laughs> is it one of the first things I do when I go to a different country? Yes. <laughs> go to the McDonald's. Uh, um, yeah. And then also more, more like less abstractly, there was the Cardi B and Offset meal. Well, the meals are getting absolutely absurd. The meals are getting out of hand. Um, it's and and you're saying the Cardi B, the Cardi B and Offset meal sort of celebrates mono straight monogamy. <laughs> well, and then also the dysfunction, the the dysfunction of straight monogamy, because right. in my stand up, I talk right. about warts they and all. went through a lot of a of a, yeah, warts and all straight monogamy. <laughs> and you're drinking the orange high C. Do you know what's in a Cardi B meal? No, no. Okay, a Cardi B offset meal because it's because it's for it was for Valentine's Day. I see. So it's the ultimate celebration of straight love. So it is a quarter pounder. Wait, no, is there a wait? Sorry, let me actually look this up because I don't want to fuck it up because I know I know your comments will be like, don't get 
Don't get this wrong, Millie. Our listeners get really obsessed. Yeah, with Cardi facts. B herself will be like, "Don't listen to this podcast." <laughs> well, Eva Longoria is really seeing if she's going to take my pitch. Yeah. But, well, yeah. Okay. And it all depends on whether she can trust that you're journalistically, uh, you, you have journalistic integrity. Okay. So what? So okay. let's let's see. Okay. So what is the Cardi B offset meal? It is a cheeseburger with barbecue sauce. Ooh. Uh, a Coker Dr Pepper for Cardi B. And a, co- a quarter pounder with cheese and an orange high C lava burst for our offset. It comes with one set of large fries and an apple pie that you split. Well, that sounds bad. I don't want that. I'm actually Cardi well, B's meal I'm kind of on board for, but the like orange juice with a burger is so no. nasty. No, it's orange high C. It's orange high C. Sorry. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Really? I've had it. Uh-huh. Orange high C, it's basically like orange flavored fruit punch. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Sure. sure. It's not orange juice. It's not orange juice. It's closer to a sun kissed, okay. but with no cit- with no carbonation. Huh. Well, I'm I learning guess... a lot every single day. You're yeah. learning. I'm teaching you about straight culture. I another straight thing about McDonald's, I feel, is even like the happy meal, where it's mm-hmm. like you know, sort of this forced smile. Everything has to be like so, so happy and you can't like be even a little bit like down. Like if it were queer, it would be like, you know, the however you are feeling meal. Like it would be like totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, also, oh I mean, you point God. to the happy meal and it's like, I think a huge part of it is that they start you young. Like McDonald's mm-hmm. more than any of its peers appeals to children. It has a mascot that is like a sort of like, kids party clown it has happy meals that have that like define your childhood it has the bright colors that make it look like you're in a sort of like playground jungle gym environment i mean it is like you are brainwashed from day one even if your family doesn't go to mcdonald's you're defined by being one of those families that your parents don't allow you to go to mcdonald's and so no matter what if you grew up with it or if you didn't grow up with it mcdonald's is a nostalgic does bring you back to a sort of childhood innocence well, and also the the thing about the Happy Meal is that, you know, your memories of McDonald's is associated with playing in that play, that fucking yes. disgusting, disgusting playpen. Yeah. But like you want and you and you get a toy with a meal like you don't get a toy with any other meal. So like when you want a McDonald's meal again, it's the it's that thing of like. Oh, you know, this director came to my college and he was talking about like, you know, it's all about nostalgia and the the, the sensory memory that things like people, kids want happy meals or people even in their adulthood go to McDonald's because and it's not because they love the first of all, the fries are slamming, but also <laughs> it's because of their memory of like my parents took me here when I was a kid. Of course. I got ice cream and I played with my friends and all that. And you have that memory with it. And that's why McDonald's is so toxic, great and toxic <laughs> and straight and evil. Oh, wait, yeah, I have great, another... great. I'm mean, no, 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 toxic, toxic. I have another. Okay. McDonald's is also like of fast food. It is the one mm-hmm. that is normal. Like that is the baseline and everything else is like a variation on McDonald's where it's like, mm-hmm. like even like Arby's, you're like, well, that's queer. There's something. <laughs> Arby's. If you're going for Arby's. Interesting like, that you say he's queer. <laughs> you. <laughs> it's not normative. I would say. It's not normative. It's not normative. Well, I would have said white trash, but interesting that you said. Well, but but I trash. feel like. You know, white is trash queer, is yeah. the queer of if wasp is straight, white trash is queer. Yeah, if sort of sure. if sort of a country club wasp wearing a a, a lavender polo is straight, then uh, you know a, a, a sort of 
bronzer roots showing short skirt white woman is queer. <laughs> I just feel like there are better examples of like uh, a more gay restaurant, more queer yeah, restaurant than Arby's. That's a good, that's a good, that's food Because I feel like a lot of Republicans love Arby's. No, that's fair. That's fair. And they, you know, did the roast beef, like, a, you Maybe know what I mean? Maybe Outback Steakhouse because it's foreign is like, <laughs> I'm like you know. Okay, hold on. Mm, nope. I was going to say. Because I was going to say Taco Bell, but I'm like, that's just stoner. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah. Taco Bell. Checkers. Checkers, checkers is, we, you know. I mean, Hardee's is actually the straightest. Hardee's. It's like so, that's Republican. <laughs> well, here's yeah. what's queer, unfortunately. It is things like Shake Shack and In-N-Out. It's like the sort yeah. of like slightly elevated fast food where there is yeah. some nod to healthiness and wellness. And, mm-hmm. well, and, it's, like, and yeah, yeah. it's like slightly more expensive. You're like, mm. you know, it's uh, it's sort of like nodding Wait. towards Subway. the green ethos. Subway is a Subway cis is gay good. man. Subway is good. Subway is Well, you know what man. I was... Yeah. You know what I was going to say was actually the gayest fast food is Chick-fil-A. That's what I was going to say, too. And then I was like, I yeah, can't say Yeah, because it. it's like... Chick-fil-A No, is you can't. Chick-fil-A is Because camp. it's camp. They make everyone the yeah. little milkshakes. The, the They make everyone wear a uniform, all the sauces, all that shit. And that's why they have to... But it's like a Republican senator who is really, like, really, really gay. Yeah. But doesn't hides it by where yes. it puts its money. Yeah. All but, the sauces. Yeah. The sauces at Chick-fil-A are very much giving, like... LGBTQQIA plus. It's like it's <laughs> oh, like it's sure. literally like they keep adding more sauces, and I'm like, how many more sauces are they gonna add? I'm becoming reactionary. I'm like, oh, LGBTQWTF. Yeah, and Chick- I'm gonna look up Chick Fil A sauces because there's a lot. Chick Fil A is gay, and Chick Fil A is self hating, and that's like even makes yeah. it even gayer. That's even gayer. It's, okay, yeah. there's okay, it's, there's Chick Fil A so sauce. There's Polynesian sauce. There's honey mustard. There's Garden Herb Ranch, gay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Okay, this is, tell me if this is not the gay, zesty buffalo sauce, no. zest, I'm sorry, but barbecue sauce, sweet and spicy sriracha sauce, honey roasted barbecue sauce, you can get an eight, and then you can get eight ounces of every other thing, and then, guys, we haven't even got to the dressings yet. Wow. <laughs> Do we want to hear the dressings? I well, don't know. First of all, it's like once you have multiple dressings, like at least a sauce is masculine. But once you get uh-huh. to dressings, at that point, it's like you're not only gay, you're like at a drag show doing a Liza number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, now I, I have to read the. So there's a zesty apple cider vinaigrette. There's a creamy salsa, a light Italian dressing, light balsamic vinaigrette. Fat-free honey mustard dressing, gardener ranch dressing, and finally, maybe arguably the queerest dressing, avocado lime ranch. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. these are like each a different... Sorry, now I'm looking at them too, Millie. These are each like a different kind of gay guy. Like Okay. And sorry, I don't want to... Not that there are only gay guys in the in the LGBTQ plus spectrum. Oh, but that's but what I'm matters going, to you I'm guys. going off of my experience, you know. <laughs> And so I'm looking at like, you yeah, know, it would be offensive instance, if you were like, all these dressings are trans women. <laughs> oh that would be like really toxic. If you said that. Like well, zesty apple it. cider vinaigrette to me is very like, it's very Chicago or even DC. <laughs> Not Boys Town. <laughs> like, 
I would say light Italian is like Boston gay who works mm-hmm. at okay. Accenture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I would say light Italian. Yeah, Garden Herb Ranch is tough. I'm thinking a bear that lives like more in a woodsy environment. Yeah, I was thinking okay. Ohio came to mind. Ohio, yeah. Avocado Garden Lime Herb Ranch. Ranch is that's Miami. Uh, it is Miami, but it's like they're also a Republican. Mm, yeah, well, that's listen. That those are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. yeah, I'm dying to know if Mr. Cuban Conversion Camp voted for Trump in. 2020. Oh my God, do you think? I don't a think so. No, I don't think so because um, he's a nurse. So nurses are Republican. Oh, I, yeah, Sometimes. nurses actually know, are but... more often than you would think. Wow, this is crazy to see these <sighs> dipping sauces. They literally like form a rainbow and I'm looking at essentially a year-long, year-round pride campaign. And they have the gall to be like, we don't support gay marriage. <laughs> well, sweetie, then stop enabling it with your sauces. Truly. Well, and I'm also like, isn't it gay to be closed on a Sunday? Yeah. 100%. That's literally me being like, I can't podcast on Sundays because I <laughs> yeah. went out on Saturday. <laughs> Wait, I want to return to McDonald's because I feel like we, okay. So, okay. We've gotten to like, they start you young. Oh, another thing I would say is, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not going to look this up. To me, McDonald's, especially with Happy Meals, really pioneered a form of brand partnership. Like the fact that, you know, a movie was coming out, so you knew that the toy would be from that movie. And so in that sense, it's also like tied to global capital. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I buy that. I buy that. Um, I also... You know what was dark that came out, I think, this year or last year was the adult Happy Meal, which is an oh, adult-sized no. Happy Meal. Did I get it? Yes. Do I have the toy? Absolutely. I have nothing else. Please Do you remember when they tried something. to make... I, it was like for Mental Health Awareness Month or something, they made like many different emotions meals. So it wasn't just Happy Meal. It was like anxious meal, like... No, I don't remember. Well, isn't that what you wanted, George? Yeah. Isn't that what you just said? I did kind of pitch that. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, no, it was Burger King. Oh, so they were kind of coming for McDonald's. Yeah. They were sort of making fun of them. I had a teacher tell me that Burger King is British. Ooh. (laughs) Because they like the monarchy. It's not. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) So much misinformation in in Florida public schools. But anyway. Oh my god. It's literally the 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 thing was no one is happy all the time was the marketing language and there was a degaff meal, a pissed meal, get ready, a yas meal. So this was very recent. No, this isn't real. This is real. Burger King emotion meal, is that what you looked up? Burger King like... it, Burger King is the latest brand to use depression as a marketing tool by Caitlin Tiffany. Oh my god, I know her. Shout out Caitlin. <laughs> wow. Talk about second place. I mean, Burger King. Has, Burger King is, yeah, just like Burger King is truly like, what do you do? What Digimon ass? <laughs> they exist only to be second place to make McDonald's feel bigger and better. Um, well, well, that's not why I. If we're still using this as a metaphor for me, I'm gonna have to stop. You. So you like Burger King? So you are Burger King. You. <laughs> um. You know what? First of all. I live in Bushwick and there is that very campy um, Hollywood 1990s Bush. You know what the fuck I'm talking about? Yeah, Burger King. That's, a, that's, that's literally King. Las Vegas yeah. on Knickerbocker and Central or something like that. Um, and yeah, yeah, I do. And their Whoppers are great. But I will say 
that is not indicative. I feel like that is like some marketing exec came up with that idea and like, you you know when you see ideas like that and you're like we're gonna get so much like they're pitching and they're we're gonna get so much earned media and like they're like jacking off at the idea of oh like yeah i mean it's like when they put so the green m&m genius. in like a you know tankini or whatever or, yeah <laughs> Whoa. yeah when tucker carlson's like oh now they have obese lesbian m&ms like <laughs> yeah. when she's a peanut m&m <laughs> Um, but yeah, exactly. Like this, like who, the, whatever guy came up with the real emotion, happy meals. Yeah. I mean, um, first of ta- all, we've talked about this on this podcast. It's like advertising as an art form is so past its prime. Like all yeah. the best they can come up with now is that we're going to put sneakers on an M&M. It's beyond well, in decline. It is, it is ruins. It is post post apocalyptic in the advertising scene. Yeah. That being said, if you have a pride campaign, please book George. Oh my God. Well, we are very willing to save the advertising industry. Yeah. If, yeah. Right, Single right handed or double handedly, <laughs> quadruple handedly save the advertising. I will say, if I, and again, like I said, straight, unfortunate. I'm straight in the sense of I sleep with men and date men, but <laughs> I, this would probably be the queerest thing I've said on a podcast, but if I was Carly Rae Jepsen, I would do a cease and desist on Burger King for taking emotion because she's the real... <laughs> she yeah. should have trademarked emotion. <laughs> you know what I've heard, though? <laughs> well, this is controversial, what I'm about to say, but I did hear it from someone who uh, once was tangentially involved, is that she sort of, like, doesn't love her place in gay canon as much as you think she does. She like sort of Ooh. wants to be more mainstream and she's like a little tolerates the gay, like she doesn't get her that she is like a gay musician. Wow. But you know what? Um, Tough titties, bitch. <laughs> and, and, and let me tell say, you. All of that is allegedly and, and I uh, will not be sued. I refuse. Yeah. And I'll say this. Gays, I'll fucking take anything you can. I'm like, I will do it. <laughs> like, please, bitch. I'll be a great guest on Drag Race, please. You would but be also, a great guest. Yeah, you um, don't touch my hair. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Wow. Um, I will say, you know what? But you know, and the thing is, if that's true, that's too bad. Because if that's how you feel, be public about it, like Miss Azalea. You know she has contempt, and that's she's loved even more for it. That's true. And that is what Carly. She's. You can tell she. <laughs> she I mean, it really is true that like Azalea, like the more she she could come to my house, break in, come yeah. into my bedroom, and called me the F slur, and I would be like. Still standing. Slay. Slay. <laughs> yeah. I think she she Slay. left no crumbs there. Yeah, no crumbs. And she's I right. mean, I because she, is she is she wrong? No. No, she's not. <laughs> and that's the point, right? Yeah, <laughs> she has radical you. honesty. But, yeah, but if you if you're gonna like low key hide, you know it's so funny before the whole pandemic from from like 2017, I was like, cause some like someone joked, this is gonna be so stupid, but please, I feel like I've I've earned it in the way of whatever. But my friend would be like, Millie, you're a gay icon, you're a gay icon, and I'm like, yeah, 2022. I said this in like 2017. I'm like 2022. I'm getting a float in the pride parade because I looked it up, and anybody, if you pay like a thousand dollars, you can technically have a float in the pride parade. So I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm doing the pride parade in 2022. 
2020 or something like that. Like a few years from now, I'm going to be dumb enough to pay it. And then the pandemic happened. <laughs> yeah. So it derailed my thing, but I'm going to pay and it's not going to be, and it's just going to be Millie. It's, it's not going to be gonna anything. It's going to say your name. Yeah. Cause Millie. If, yeah. If it's big pens can fucking do a, pra- a pride parade flow, I can just have a, mi- and I have March from the gay pride parade. With my Buddhist organization. <laughs> well, there you go. Wow. And uh, I know we did a whole dance. It was crazy. And I got really, we, that shit is tough to do a dance down that fucking entire parade path. And then I was, oh God, I, one time I was doing it and I was really tired and some, you know, a really fat black gay kid with a wig on was like, uh-uh, big girl, you better not get tired. And that really, that really like shook me. And I did my dance routine harder. And like, it was like this whole thing. And I just like couldn't walk anymore after like 30 blocks. Wow. And I, but I said, I'm going to go back when I have my own float. I think that's so, a beautiful goal. It's, it's all, and, all on you. We'll all start saving up. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> we can do Strader Lab X Millie and we can, you can, you, we can sort of uh, kill two birds with one stone. And maybe and we can be sponsored suddenly, by Big Pens. Yeah. Big Pens. And you know what? If you guys accidentally end up in in Cuban conversion camp in Tampa, Florida, mm-hmm. that's not on me. I no. did not orchestrate no. that. No, of course no, you're not. Like that is a cool You're driving the float. It's like not in the normal parade. We're like, where are we going? You're like, you'll see. We're going to come <laughs> there three days before the parade. You're like, no, they're starting early. Yeah. It's like, no, this is Cuban LGBTQ parade. Yeah, LGBTQ Cuban parade. So, wow. I do want to mention, I before we wrap up, like another thing about McDonald's that I feel like is almost the straightest thing about it is, and we haven't mentioned like the deep darkness of the behind the scenes i mean mcdonald's like invented large-scale factory farming with like headless chickens and like the pink goop and to have that be to have that be what the business actually is and to sell it as like childlike wonder i mean there's nothing straighter than that you are selling literally like large-scale animal abuse and abusive workers as the happiest day in a kid's life <laughs> it's actually so evil it like borders on like camp where it like almost exactly. is like cruella deville it's ursula the sea witch yeah, yeah. <laughs> like ronald mcdonald is divine um there's something to it sorry i have um a kind of emergency but give me one second i'll i'll, I'll figure it out but it's just i need like two minutes okay 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 Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It was, um... If I even tell you, it was my dog groomer that my dog's ready to get picked up. That was your dog groomer? Oh, my God. Wait, we're keeping... It's like, Valentino's ready. We are keeping in that you said you have an emergency, and then you came back. And I was afraid you were going to be like, oh, my God, like, my cousin's in the hospital. No, no. Well, they're just like... Valentino needs to be. Yeah. yeah. But then I called and I talked and it's good. We're good. I'm good for another 40 minutes. Well, I think we can do our final segment. I think we can do our final segment. Well, Millie, any final thoughts on McDonald's? You know, I'll just say this. Like, there's a shame. Like, I'm not like, I don't eat fast food every day. I don't do, you know, whatever, whatever. But I do find it annoying when people are like, McDonald's. Like, I don't eat fast food. Like, I haven't eaten McDonald's in 10 years. I'm like, what i it's hard for me to, and i feel like george might be one of those first people when's yeah. the last time you ate mcdonald's i i mean i i'm sorry to say i am one i am one of those yeah people. exactly i'm always when people talk about i would say i eat fast food one to two times a year and it's always like although wow. recently because there's a popeye's close to singers recently i've actually <laughs> well <laughs> well That's exactly funny. yeah well but i'm just like you know so i just like one time and I was hanging out with a lot of my gay friends and one time and this is like the thing that's annoying and I think it also has to do with being fat too it's like I'm not eating it every day whatever but sometimes I'm gonna eat it and I feel like people get fucking ashamed or there's a shame around it or whatever or they're like I'm not gonna do it but then so one time I was out with my friends after a show and we have mutual friends with them and I was like okay I'm gonna go to McDonald's I'm gonna get this Cardi B offset meal um, and then there was like, does anyone want anything? And then two, you know, um, our friend Dexter and our friend David was like, yeah, I'll get a, a, a shamrock shake. Great. Then I was like, does anyone, anyone, anything else? Okay. No, the other people in the group, whatever. Everyone was digging into my fry. You know what I mean? It's like, they don't want the stigma of ordering McDonald's, not Dexter and did, you know, David, but I'm just saying other people we were with, like, like that's to say the shame and they don't want the stigma of being like, oh yeah, I'm going to order from McDonald's. But motherfucker, <laughs> these people fucked my shit up. <laughs> they ate all my fries. They ate all my. They're asking for, and I'm just like, why do right. you? You know what I mean? And it's like, and I think people have this shame of like, well, I don't want to be that person that goes to McDonald's. I don't want to blah blah blah. And I feel like that is also tied to body image thing of like, I already know that people are gonna think I'm fat or whatever because of how I see me. So I don't really give a fuck if you see me eat McDonald's. But people feel some kind of way. But guess what? When the fries are in their face. They're eating all of it. And I'm like, you could have just told me you want some fries. 100%. And that's what I'll say about McDonald's. And that's my straight pride. You know? um, <laughs> it's, interesting, it's interesting what you say about like the, the body image element. Because to me, in fact, one of the reasons I wouldn't go to a place like McDonald's is because I feel like the portions are so tiny and you have to end up ordering like three burgers to be full. Whereas mm. if I go to like a, a quote unquote fancy Brooklyn 
American restaurant and order the yeah. burger, I know I will be satisfied by the end. And it's going to come with like a bucket of like thick cut fries. The burger mm. is going to be like thick and juicy. And you're you being know, nasty. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I honestly, honestly am so perverted. I honestly am both hungry and horny right now. So it's really four thirty Friday. Four thirty Friday. I can't. That's why you gotta. I'm, like, I'm like, wait, I'm really hungry and horny. <laughs> That's why you gotta only record at, at nine forty-five a.m. on Monday. Well, it's funny when you like sort of like uh, learn that about yourself in real time. I'm like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah, that so, is funny. Like thick cut, juicy, fresh, uncut fries. Sopping <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and an oozing patty. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I want to come out and officially say that um, McDonald's breakfast. Uh, has a lot of hype and lives up to it and I wow. want to yes. say that I am a supporter of that hype. A McGriddle is um, so good and yes. I that is when I stand McDonald's the most. Um, they're they're really hash browns? To die for. The yeah. hash browns are so crispy and good. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Glad you came that, out. Yeah, I support that, you. Thank you. Uh, you know, justice for literally animals. <laughs> Yeah, okay, true. Yeah, that's whatever. true. I don't understand. Whatever. I wish they would just do fake meat because it's like it's not doesn't taste like real meat. Just I, make it it's fully so fake. Tr- yes, I think they should. Yeah, here's my true. plan for McDonald's. They should do fake meat, meat, but not advertise it because because one hundred percent lie to us. It's a win win. Just meat. lie to just lie to people and tell them it's meat. But didn't Already Taco Bell do that? And they got and they got sold. Um, they I got mean, I like guess, um. I guess literally they you got can't sued. Lie. Yeah, you can't actually lie. You got <laughs> sued, but they did. Taco Bell did that. Taco Bell gave people like fake meat. Taco Bell and an activist. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, they should. <laughs> Taco Bell have, is like, an activist. They should have. They if should the cause all, is. <laughs> they should do all fake meat, but then have like a chicken cough on it, so that technically it has some animal DNA, and then you can make it. That's a good idea. Yeah. Oh my Thank god, you. not a chicken cough. You want another <laughs> pandemic, George? George does. He keeps saying he One wants wasn't enough pandemic. for you? I'm like, I miss lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too anxious like, now. <laughs> Bird flu part two. Bird flu part two, baby. Um, let's do our final segment. Yeah, let's do our final segment. Okay. Um, Millie, our final segment is called Shoutouts. And in this segment, we pay homage to the grand street tradition of the radio shoutout. Um, and we just shout out to anything that we enjoy. So imagine it's 2001 and you're at TRL in Times Square shouting out to your squad back home, but about anything that you like. And I have one. I have come so prepared. Um, so I'll start. Please. What is up, freaks, losers, and most importantly, the perverts? I want to give a huge shout out to Tostitos with a hint of lime chips. Ooh. Oh, baby, baby, baby. I got a bag of Tostitos hint of lime chips because, yeah, I was making sort of an at-home burrito bowl. And I said, well, why not? And it was, I could not stop eating these damn chips. And the hint of lime, well, I'll tell you what, it's a little bit more than a hint. It is fully telling me there is lime in these chips. And uh, and I celebrate it. I don't think we need to hint, wink, wink, that we have lime. I think we can be out and proud about the fact that there is lime on our chips and that we, in fact, like the taste of it. It is not quite a Dorito, but definitely not a tortilla chip anymore. It is something so real and so pure and so new. Actually, hint of lime chips, it's like seltzer, but chips. Does this make sense? Flavored seltzer, but chips. This is genius. This is a good point. I'm smart, and I love Tostitos hint of lime chips. XOXO, Sam. Woo! Wow. Wow. 
It is seltzer. It's flavored seltzer of chips. That's I actually made uh, made a groundbreaking discovery. In I mean, hint out. of lime. The way the the branding of hint of lime is so strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like genius, and it's also one of those things where, like, when you come up with it, someone you know in the room could be like, "Well, that's too literal." I mean, hint of lime. I don't know. Like, who's gonna go for that? You want to call it something like a bamboozle of lime? Yeah. But then it's like, no, no, no. Sometimes simplicity is key. <laughs> okay, I'm literally. Okay, I'm deciding. Okay, um, okay, I'll do this. What's up, music lovers and art lovers and lovers of women out there? I want to give a shout out to the song It's Not Up To You by Bjork. I was listening to the album Vespertine the other day, an album which I'm ashamed to say, even though I'm Bjorkhead, is not one that I'm overly familiar with. And I thought, I'm going to listen to this while reading the lyrics, something I love doing, especially when I don't understand what the hell someone's talking about. <laughs> and the lyrics are as follows. How do I master the perfect day? Six glasses of water, seven phone calls. If you leave it alone, it just might happen. Anyway, it's not up to you. It never really was. That is literally the most genius lyricism I have heard in my entire life. And guess what? Anyone who thinks Bjork is some wood nymph living in a tree house that has like, you know, rainbows coming out of her ears. She's literally writing about developing a morning routine and she's writing about being productive and she's writing about, that's right, being a freelancer because Bjork is a freelancer who actually made it happen for herself. Something that I have not quite figured out yet. And so I am looking to Bjork for inspiration. I am waking up every day and I am saying, I'm going to have six glasses of water, seven phone calls, but then I'm going to just be comfortable with the fact that it's not up to me because the day has plans for me and I'm not the one making them. And so thank you, Bjork, for that realization. Thank you for that lesson. And God bless you now and forever. Woo! George, thank you for pointing that out. I actually do think a lot of people are like, oh, she's wood, like, the perception is like, oh, she lives in the water and she's like alien. Yeah. And it's like, no, she's actually a normal person and addresses that quite regularly. Yes. And all her songs are literally, let me tell you something. And I'm not counting any album after like 2003. Like I understand that then she went off the deep end. But I mean, yeah. like, I mean, the main albums like, you know, debut or is that what it's called? Debut? Yeah. The first debut one. post and like Vespertine and like all those albums like they're literally about simple human. When she, in All is Full of Love, she's like, all is full of love, you're just not receiving. That is literally like, that is embroidered pillow level cliche. Like, she, she's just like saying it in a way that is Bjork. She's a genius. I mean, even on the new album, I was one time in like the most bummer mood and she was like, hope is a muscle. And I was like, fuck. Like, of oh course it is. Like, yeah. duh, you idiot. You have to like work on it. No, it's... Well, Carly Rae Jepsen also said the heart is a muscle, but we're not allowed to talk about her. So... Um, um, okay, all right, Millie, Millie whenever, whenever you're, ready. you're ready. What's up, nosy-ass people? <laughs> I want to shout out Am I the Asshole Threads on TikTok with those little video games behind it. Yeah. <clears throat> I love pe hearing people's bullshit. Is it fake? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Fuck off. But also, if you're a creator of one of those Am I the Asshole threads, first of all, I want to know what games you're playing because they all look super fun. And then also, if you create the videos in several parts, you're a monster and a terrorist and you need to be condemned. <laughs> also, half of the time, if you're writing Am I the Asshole, you don't think you're the asshole. And nine times out of the 10, I feel like you use a misleading headline. We all talk about clickbait when it comes to, to <laughs> articles, but we don't talk about am I the asshole headlines. Because if you started at the, if you start an article saying, am I the asshole for not talking to my mom anymore? 
I'm gonna say, yes, you are. But then if you continue with, she abused me my whole life, well, now I'm the asshole and fuck you. So that's all I wanna shout out. Whoa. Am I the asshole threads on TikTok? Beautiful. Wow. I also want to know what those games are. What like when the people are like falling down slides and stuff. I'm like, I want to play. What is this? I'm addicted to it. I know. I'm like, I'm addicted to this game. I've never heard of. Where it's just like the coins. I'm like, yeah. what is this? Hmm. Uh, well, life is well, so full of mystery and wonder. Exactly. Um, and hope is a muscle. Um, well, but Millie, so is the thank heart. You. <laughs> but so is the heart, even. Um, Millie, thanks so much for doing this podcast. We really appreciate you being on. All right. Millie, it was a dream. Bye. <laughs> Bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.